Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Jamie Herman coming back from a 10-game suspension, says he'll probably use less rosin. I love this story. <laughs> mm. I will use a more appropriate amount of rosin. Yeah, like, well, they, yeah. they caught me, but uh, maybe less. We'll see. It's what, it's a really funny one. It's, it's one of those, like, I actually didn't do anything wrong, but I guess if you said I did, I'll change a tiny bit. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's like dealing with a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm following your rules. You said I have to use less. I'm using eh, a tiny bit less. I had forgotten that they had like really said, okay, on the rosin, we're going to be above, we're going to make it above board to use rosin. Yes. But anything stickier than we're off. Yeah. We're really, we're increasing the penalty. Well, it, it turns out that they, it turns out that they like, you know, the motion of the ball, <laughs> but they, I think they being, they being the powers that be in the MLB. I mean, it's, you know, people love watching crazy breaking sliders and stuff. So you want to make room for for that to exist in some way. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that a lot of pitchers and, and a lot of even batters have, have were coming out saying, like, yeah, there shouldn't be, get you shouldn't be throwing that out of the repertoire. But then it just makes it a harder line where you have the Scherzer stuff and you have yep. the, um, and you have the Hermann stuff. Which which ties to our next story actually the guy the guy who the guy who uh, brought this all to light and uh, I just love to point out that the Minnesota news media and the the national news media love a story about twins on the twins <laughs> I don't know did you see this Rocco Beldelli is a... I had I had not realized that he was expecting twins but yes that is apropos he's expecting twins and there is the obligatory mention in the article of Joe Maurer and his twins <laughs> yep wow. There you go. So, uh, well, I mean, Rocco, I, I think Rocco just gave himself a little bit more goodwill for the next time that they stink. 100%. To stay 100%. To, to stay a manager. So, when they're when they're bad in September, because I don't they're due they're apparently due in September. Um, so when they're bad in September, he's he's just got an insurance policy in the bag. He's just got a man, he's yeah, that one game lead on the Tigers. <laughs> I know, I know. And and like <laughs> We're flirting with 500 all season. <laughs> We're going to flirt with 500 all season. That's all we got. Well, it's not like your team is good. No, I, I didn't say they were. I didn't say they were. I think that they are going to be flirting with 500 all season. Luckily, I think that expectations from management are 500. Low, yeah. You know, it's not like... As it should be. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a, it's not like a you know, Mets or, or Padres level expectation here. Where yeah, this is this is fine. Five hundred is like, yep, okay, great. You know that the whole division's bad, so we've got a reasonable shot at making the playoffs. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. Twins on twins. Do I, I mean? Do you dress the babies up as um, Minnie and Paul? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I f- I feel a little bad for these children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Okay, where are we at? Where are we at in the uh, in, in the ranks? So I was down at eighty midweek, and magically TGFBI, I'm at forty three, which is up on a one week basis from sixty one. Couple of good, couple of good outings over the weekend. Um, JD Martinez, multiple nice. home runs, like you know stuff you like to see. Pitching is not as atrocious as it has been, and you <sighs> use holding Pat here two thirty three, a down from two twenty eight, but you know that's way within the noise. Yeah, five is. I, I was I think I was down at like two eighty at one point. I was looking and was like, oh boy, this is not not good. Did you get I just can't get an ERA under four. Yeah, I know. I know. Well speaking of I mean pitching ads, did you get Miller? Did you bid for Miller? I did bid for him. Did I actually no I didn't get him. I bid one fifty one, he went for one sixty seven. I Let me see. It was, was close, but I should have should have gone for it. Ah one thirty eight, runner up one seventeen. There you go. I, mean, I will. I, I. I. You know what I did? I said exactly one hundred. <laughs> it's always. It's always tough to say because you know he is a he's a prospect who has a two start week, but he could easily get sent to AAA at the end of this week. So it's kind of like or midweek if he has a bad outing, he could go midweek. Sure. So it's kind of yeah. like how yeah. much do you want to spend on this? So I went. I which is why I didn't bid enough to make sure that I got him. So I went with Jared Schuster, actually, who has a start at Oakland this week. Another prospect Ooh. coming through the coming through the uh, Braves system instead. Uh, was able to get him for 50, which I figure, you know, not great, but, you know, for for a start against Oakland this week that I assume will be decent. <laughs> uh, feel, feels okay. I'm really, really trying to get my ERA down also and get some Ks. I added a pair of twins. Did you? you? Did you? I I saw that Kyle. you added some twins. Why, if I may ask? Kyle Farmer and Willie Castro. People, I just, why? Well, I had Jose Miranda on my team, and I think he's just it's just time to. He's not coming. He's on. apparently not coming back, which feels crazy to me. Yeah, it's, and then Joey Weimar, the the uh, previously discussed, I'm <laughs> gonna have a little bit more playing time in that um, Milwaukee infield this week. I mean, that it, that is true. It's a weird, it's a, a weird situation. All right, this week on the pod, projections, preseason projections check, part two. We're going to theme the talker mostly around pitchers, and we're going to theme it mostly around our own projections. And you'll see that we actually honed in even more because it turned out that the topic got much deeper and much more interesting quicker than I anticipated, as per usual. So we actually put it, so we actually capped off um, what we thought we were going to do. So we're actually going to be really constrained about this, and we're just going to talk about our you and I's are innings pitched projections and okay. i put this in i put this into a repository it's not the repository is not polished i don't there's you can look at stuff there but there's going to be a spreadsheet that's actually going to be a better way to look at it but okay. it's, it's just a visualization of all the data that's in there today we're not even actually going to focus on the quality of the innings pitched although the number of innings pitched is pretty strongly correlated with quality obviously because you're getting pulled mm-hmm. if you're pitching a ton or if you're if yeah, you're pitching badly course. you get pulled right so 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 i think we're going to focus just on the the number of innings pitched and see how we did projecting how many of those innings would be and we're we're not roughly a third of the way through the baseball season right now not not quite but but reasonably close to uh, so we think it's not completely unfair for us to just scale all of these up, which is actually what I ended up doing. 
Makes sense. A couple caveats here. So the the innings pitched comparison is probably most important for a no trade league. So like TGFBI asking how we did preseason with estimating innings pitched is is actually kind of kind of huge, right? Because because <laughs> you had to draft all these pitchers early on. Um, and mm. is on some level, this is also a little bit about preparing for next year. This is a little bit less relevant for head to heads. Although I think at the end of this, I'll talk a little bit about how we could tinker with this to try and make um, mid-season projections. And obviously, you'll have an idea of guys that we think that we didn't forecast very well in the first place. Uh, all right, so reminder of what we did in the first place um, preseason. Yeah, I got to back that up. I, I know. What the hell we're talking about? We're going all the way back. What did we do? Uh, all right, preseason, we discovered a relationship between pitcher order, and I'm putting this in quotes, on a team and the number of innings that they threw. You can sort of loosely think of this as rotation in the sense of number pitcher number one is the ace and pitcher number five. You know, well, we, we all kind of have something in our heads about the ace and then pitcher number two and number three and number four yeah, yeah and we yeah, talk yeah. about okay this team has three number threes <laughs> or something um, and then sometimes it really gets borne out yeah yeah you have a number one and number two and then a whole bunch of number three pitchers exactly or, and we're or just a and ace and then a bunch of number threes we're kind of seeing that on some of these teams this year um so what, what we found is that we found this relationship though between order which was if you classed out pitchers into their ace two three four five rankings you could make a pretty tight you'd find a pretty tight relationship with a number of innings pitched and so we looked at this and i just did a, a very simple line fit to it turns out it's pretty consistent year on year so then we decided to invert this to make predictions which meant that we needed to predict the player order for each baseball team so we have the pitching predictions for that we made for each team um and i just kind of skimmed through this to remind myself of of what was going on honestly looks pretty reasonable to me you know just on a, on a quick look the initial predictions I, like yeah exactly oh yeah what do you think yeah no i'm still i still have my priors here so i so i'm like looking at it it's like oh yeah no he's gonna be number one right and then you go over and then spoiler i'm looking at what you've said are, are actually number one it's like <laughs> oh wow didn't realize that yankees one is a little surprising you know yeah i uh, the yankees one i am i'm really surprised by i mean there, this is kind of a formula essentially remembering that this is geared at number of innings pitched this is a formula that includes games started and innings pitched to get uh, to get at mm-hmm. this to get at the, the pitcher quote-unquote pitcher order so in that case you know we obviously predicted garrett cole <laughs> so for the yankees example garrett cole carlos Rodon, nestor cortez luis severino domingo herman realist kind of close i mean except for the ace clark schmidt yeah <laughs> although yeah and then no garrett cole, and no Rodon, nestor cortez domingo herman johnny brito luis severino and no herman no or sorry no <laughs> There's Herman. He yes, won't be. Her, yes, Herman. I was I was excited to think about that. No, Rodon. <laughs> yeah, both lyrical sounding names. Absolutely. Um, the other one that I'd like to point out that I was surprised by is the San Diego Padres, who, when we made this prediction, had not signed Michael Waka yet. Yeah. Who is the? Who is weirdly kind of the kind of actually the ace of their staff if you look um, around? So yeah, well, we'll see if that. So we predicted. Continues. Well, we predicted Musgrove, who we'll talk about more specifically in a minute. Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, Martinez, Seth Lugo. I mean, you can, one can see why they signed <laughs> Michael Waka. Um, real order right now, Michael Waka, Blake Snell, Yu Darvish, Seth Lugo, Joe Musgrove. Um, 
And Nick Martinez got I mean, bumped, which is too bad. I've been seeing I've been seeing Waka on the waiver wire forever. Is there anything there? He has pitched a lot of innings already this year. He's pitched a lot of innings, period. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that there's really that much there, but I mean he is he's ownable. If you look at it, he's he's got a matchup that you like. Own him. Yeah, exactly. There might be a stretch where he's gonna have like three or four starts in a row where you're like, let's do this. Go to Oakland. I was go to Washington, <sighs> Kansas City. Own Waka. I was a, I was a little bit surprised by that. I th- I think. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's funny because we're kind of we're kind of glossing he's, he's over. He's got the a very Michael right. Waka line right now. Three point four five ERA, one point one WHIP, forty nine Ks on hundred uh, on hundred on fifty seven innings. Like, is that K rate that you're like? Can you just please yeah. get some more K's? <laughs> Five wins. <laughs> Um, I think so. Before before we go to more that are kind of hilariously wrong, let's talk about we honestly picked the aces right for the vast majority of teams. I mean, starting kind of starting at starting at the bottom, we're we're doing pretty well. I mean, we nailed Nady Valdi, Shane McClanahan, Miles Mikolas, Logan Webb, Luis Castillo, Mitch Keller. Uh, just keep going up. Pablo Lopez, Corbin Burns. Um, Sandy Alcantara, obviously Shohei Otani, Framber Valdez, Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, we did pretty well. <laughs> wow, well, I mean, it's that we should. And then there are some of them where I, I mean, I assume the Garrett Cole one is going to just bounce out, and then Merrill Kelly is the um, tortoise in the hair will pass Zach Allen. Oh, probably. Some of the other, I mean, looking at the bottom again, interesting ones, Philadelphia. So we had Aaron Nola, then Zach Wheeler. It's kind of gone Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. I think you could persuade me at the end of the season that they will actually still be in that Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. Oh, for sure. I think it was a roll of the dice who's going to be the one this year. Every other year, I think Aaron Nola. This was not (laughs) Aaron Nola year. Yeah. And and should should we talk about the dumpster fire that is the Mets right now? I mean, we predicted Verlander, Scherzer, Carrasco, Quintana, Senga, and their ace has been Tyler McGill. Ace, yeah. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, but but Scherzer and and Verlander certainly have not been the aces. Well, Scherzer getting suspended definitely hurt his innings pitched, and Justin yeah. Verlander having uh, an entire year off and then pitching at like a Cy Young and then not pitching like a Cy Taking Young the- is. <laughs> taking the first six weeks of the season off yeah i mean yeah i think um i don't know i think it's obvious that 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 prediction that those predictions were not not as good as they could have been man so Ver, verlander 4.8 era oh, yeah. 1.1 whip 22 k's 30 innings pitched i uh, do you accept a trade for michael walker straight up <laughs> i mean by the numbers you you would have to. I, I it's kind of a it's a funny sunk cost fallacy. Like you really like do we we think Verlander's gonna come back, right? This is relevant to me <laughs> as a Verlander owner. He's gonna bounce back or, or is he actually taking a bunch of um a, a period of games off? No, he's he's supposed we, to pitch on the second this week. Yeah, we 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 think he's gonna we think he's gonna bounce back, right? I mean where where are we at on this? Bounce back to a top ten pitcher? No. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, that's that's obvious. There, there's no chance of that anymore. But I'm talking about like, he's he's not startable. He's not even really startable right now. Oh, and this he's isn't gonna be just star- his- he's going to be startable. But yeah, you can't depend on him being here. when you go into if you start doing a playoff run and you can trade, like you can't depend on him being your number one. You just have to hope that he's yeah. You just got to hope that he's going to be. 
pretty good. There are a lot of teams out there, a lot of fantasy teams out there who are going to have him as their number one. And that's yeah, that's hmm. that's tough. I, I don't know what you do. I think there, I guess you just you just have to cross your fingers that it's going to work. I mean, I don't you can't you can't unload him right now because no, I don't. Well, I, I shouldn't say that if somebody gives you a good offer for him, I would seriously think about unloading him. I would too. Oh, uh, Logan Gilbert, you say yes, right? I think you should. I mean, Logan Gilbert has been looking good. But George Kirby, you say no. So okay, let, let's move to let's move to the second part of this conversation. We can come back. You're to You're not going to go to the I think... Twins and talk about Joe Ryan. <sighs> Fine. Fine. Let's go to the Twins. Um. Twins, do you, do you, should we mention the predictions? or Yeah, okay, fine. Let's mention the predictions first. Twins, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Tyler Molly, Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, Chris Paddock, thrown in for honorable mention at the start of the season. Um, Pablo Lopez, good. We actually yeah. we got that one. Sonny Gray, that's pretty good, too. That's, I mean, reasonable. Joe Ryan down there, Bailey Ober, Louis Varland, Tyler Molly falls off pretty quick. I mean... I'm okay with one, two, three. We did pretty well there. So Tyler Molly not having a great year. Um, Sonny Gray having a decent year. And then Bailey Ober, they finally um, reinvested in him. So that's nice. Chris Paddock, anybody? <laughs> doing doing I mean, Chris Paddock things? Are we sure Chris Paddock's on the lineup <laughs> still on the roster? I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, yeah, doing Chris Paddock things that way. For somebody who seemed like he was going to be so fantasy relevant five years ago, we just do not talk about him anymore. <laughs> I know. We, yeah, we've had a couple of board bets on him. What? If Chris Paddock is injured out until huh, at least no August way. 15th? That doesn't sound like Chris Paddock at all. Wow. August, August 15th. Well, that explains a lot. Oh, boy. Can I? I'm going to steer the conversation to this, the second piece yes, of this, yes, which, which I think will be, which I think is pretty quick, but it's. In terms of actual hard number validation, there's a lot to click through here, like looking at the, the pitching order, and that's plenty interesting. But then we took the order and made an ad hoc prescription to come up with a total prediction for this upcoming year's innings pitched. Um, mm-hmm. And what did I do? I just picked random weights <laughs> to try and do this. Just thinking, kind of kind of gut feeling. And so I did, okay, a quarter of the innings pitched prediction comes from our where we slotted them in the order. Then we're going to have half the prediction come from 2022 uh how many innings pitched they got and then a smattering from 2021 15 percent 2020 which was prorated five percent 2019 five percent so then given everything that we're at in the season today i prorated where we're at which is basically times three and compared our average error right now is for that we would estimate for the full season uh would be 60 innings 60.7 innings which I didn't know what to think about that. I didn't know to think if that's good or bad. That's kind of that's kind of rough. Average um, error by player. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's so not great. if you just picked a if you just picked a random player, we're only <laughs> it's it's true. We're only within sixty innings pitched. To be fair, this is not different than what this is. This is not a different number than what sort of big predicting algorithms would get. Also, or like when you when you look at other people's projections, we're not materially different yeah this. so this but this is a place where it's obvious like ooh, we got to improve i think i mean there are some things you can do to juice this number like only picking players that um have over a certain inning threshold yes we're that's kind of really killed by one. we're killed by guys that just haven't pitched for whatever reason um and we're killed by guys that appeared out of nowhere well i mean as much as we can get the chris paddocks out of there that'd be helpful yeah. yep. right 
Um, yep. Yeah, the ones that are exactly out for the rest of the season. Drew Rasmussen. But the thing that I actually want to mention, the the thing that I actually learned from this um, that we should, that we can draw on, I think is a little bit actionable, um, is that I mentioned that I just picked random weights for things, uh-huh. but we could actually tune this Ooh, in a I like linear this. algebra sense. So this Good. so this is me bringing some bringing some linear algebra knowledge here, um, and took all of the vectors that we had, which is basically how many where we predicted them in the order, how many innings they pitched in every year, and tried to come up with an optimal weight weighting scheme for this and i came up with something crazy which is first of all i improved the error by about 10 percent, which is not nothing but you know okay (laughs) but here's the crazy thing the prediction from the order is 65 percent of the yeah the ingredient which means that actually getting those guys slotted into into the correct order just us picking like looking at lineups was the most important ingredient by far. Of course, it makes total sense because it, <laughs> you, if we're able to say this is a pitcher who's going to get the most innings pitched on the team, of course it's going to get get the closest because that is so much more. Is this person has they been put in the number one in the order? Does the, does the manager believe yeah. in them? Is so much more yeah. important than what they did last year. I will be honest. I didn't. I didn't think that was going to be the case. Um, I didn't think that the fact that. The fact that we inverted this somewhat noisy relationship to make this prediction order, and then you and I had to go through by hand. Uh-huh. And Michael Walker wasn't even assigned to the right team. The fact that it like that it came out this well is shocking to me. But the other thing that's shocking to me. So then, twenty twenty two is the is the next biggest contributor at thirty percent of this. <laughs> Here's the shocking thing: how many innings they got in twenty twenty one is anti correlated with how many innings they're actually getting right now. Oh, that's a negative. <laughs> Yes, that is. Oh, that's so funny. Well, actually, so in some ways it makes a sense because we have so many guys that get hurt. Yeah. But I was like, I this popped out and was like, that can't be right. Like, should I force all of these to be positive? And like, no, no, no. it really needs to be negative to get this. There you go. Okay. So, so in 2021, yeah, if you have a big year, that hurts you for not next year, but the year after that. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is like... I'm. I don't know what to make of that, but it's it's very interesting, and it's just straight empirical. There's nothing nothing else we can do. That totally sounds like the kind of thing that around the hot stove, like you're just shooting the shit and saying that. It's like, oh yeah, no, totally. And then if you like really think about it, it's like, what? <laughs> but, but I don't know. At top, at first glance, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. I, but the, I'm sure if I picked into it, I know. So anyway, something to think about. Um, what I did then do next was just say, okay, what if I pretend like I don't need all that information and I just say, give me our weights in last year? We do basically the same. More or less the same. More or less the same. So actually, the fact that I went through all of this energy to try and get four years of stats just wasn't worth it. You should... Two years The stats, prediction that we yeah. make, the prediction that we make in last year's weight and or in last year's inning pitched is just everything. That's all, actually all we needed to, to get is cl- closer than we got already that and so that goes a little what a five percent improvement as well yeah about about a five per, a little little more than five percent i think and if you if you look at some guys it's actually pretty interesting so this is the last tab you can kind of you know people can this is on github as well and people can kind of click around um i think it's interesting i think it's most interesting to look at it sorted by how we're doing it the top end for guys um you can yeah, see a bunch of guys the 
the new 2023 predictions, which is column D here, have have increased a little bit for guys that, um, you know, like looking at Nate Evaldi, who we originally forecast for 140 innings because it's Nate Evaldi, is now on track for 163 at least, even though his even though he's actually, if you prorate it, he's on track for 215, which feels insane. Yeah, well, that's good. That that's, uh, that does make these numbers on the new prediction do like make a little bit more sense like for Imbraval Des it's not going to get 224 and 181 no. seems unlikely so I yeah I, I like some of these first blush I actually I mean I like I like all of the new predictions better than the old predictions okay for for a variety of for a variety of reasons model's still pretty conservative in the sense that like if you look at say if you go down to like Spencer Strider down at number 42 here the model we originally predicted him for 94 innings just because he has no track record we're now still only willing to predict him for 120 even though he's on track for 178 right now but also Merrill Kelly innings eater it's like that's good all right I think that about brings us to the review session Ty France Ty France, he's uh, so he's, he's playing for the playing for the Mariners here. He's only he played for the Mariners after a trade from the Padres, which I had had missed him playing on the Padres, but he did accumulate reasonable number of games for them. Uh, traded during the 2020 season. Right now, he's got played in 52 games. He's got 226 plate appearances. Again, we're at that multiply everything by three factor more or less right now. 31 runs, 24 RBIs, five home runs, one stolen base and a 260 average another guy who's get hit by pitches all the time are you seeing this <laughs> i had i had, no i wasn't i wasn't looking at that that's but only when he got to seattle he wasn't really hit by pitches before and then huge number of him he's hit by 21 pitches last year what is going on with these guys why why do our is it more likely to get hit if you're corner infielder are you more likely to get hit by a pitch i don't see why that would be but you're told to get on base and you just don't want to take a walk so you're like more manly <laughs> than hit by a pitch. I'm gonna crowd <laughs> he, the plate. He, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of walks, so it's not. It's not completely unreasonable. I, I mean, actually, I look at this stat line, um, and I'm intrigued by somebody who's relatively cheap, and he has something on the manager right to help keep him down in the order. So Ty France is is batting. Second consistently, actually. Um, second consistently. So I guess that explains his run RBI split. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what he has on the manager, the manager's wife, <laughs> general management. Like, I, I he's number two. He can't walk worth shit, and he's still number two. You would like to see him doing better than a 260 average. And he's only a 276 career hitter. So it's not like he's, it's not like they're just, like he's getting a little unlucky. But bet, I mean, being in front of Julio Rodriguez, pretty fun spot. <laughs> pretty nice, yeah. <laughs> How is he? His OBP is three forty one. His so OBP is three forty one, and he's and he is consistently the number two hitter on that lineup. It is wild. He his hit by pitch to walk ratio is more than 0. .5. <laughs> <laughs> that is new statistic that, is that you didn't know that you needed. I didn't know that I needed, but it turns out he's he's been hit by nine pitches this year. He's only walked sixteen times. I mean, he's like he's within small number statistics of being hit by more pitches than walking. He can do it. it just he can do it. He will do it. He has got he has hit a lot of doubles this year. He's got a reasonable power. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I think the people that drafted him made it made a pretty good choice where he was, his value, especially. I mean, as soon as he continued to be second. Yeah. In principle, I mean, in principle, you got him pretty late, right? In principle, he's your second 1B already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, if we, if we were sort of talking about this last week, if he is your starting first baseman, you probably should be looking for an upgrade. If he is yeah. your corner infielder, if he's your utility man, if he's like your not everyday first baseman, awesome. <laughs> he's eligible. He's eligible at third too, right? Um, well, it depends on the league. Depends on the league, but I think I mean he was he was playing a lot of third last year. I had in my head he used to be a second base. Yeah, okay. So he played once at second. I feel like a couple of years ago he was he played a lot of second base. Yeah, so some leagues he might be third base eligible. But again, corner infield. Corner infield. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, but it's, I'm just saying it's a nice little bonus to have. I mean, compared to some of the guys that we've talked about who are going to be 1B or utility only, it's just a nice little bonus to have a third base eligible guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Not that anyone's been hurting at third base this year, really, I don't think. Yeah. So he, yeah, I mean, he really does. There's nothing special. His home run number is like low. His RBI number is low, but if you were creating like a real like run runs heavy team, like you wanted to just have a team that was very runs heavy, like you'd be mm-hmm. stellar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's not. It's it's weird because he doesn't. But he doesn't. Oh no, it's not. It's not based on his speed or his base running. But I'm just worried. Like, does that? What is his? What's his base running score? I mean, is this going to fall apart? Negative two point two. And it's not. What's he doing in second? <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's he doing batting second? Man. He must have something. I, I'm i getting to the point where I'm not kidding anymore. He has something on someone that's helping him stay up there. 285 Babip, which is... Jeez. That basically means that that's probably what his batting average... His batting average isn't just randomly going to jump up because he's regressing to the mean on the Babip. Well, here's what happens. After game four, Colton Wong did something terrible. Because they started with Colton Wong batting second, and he got shifted. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the one question here with with Francis is, are are they going to get a better option? Could they trade for a better option? Could they realize that other players are better on their team? Or is sure. it just going to be he's going to stay in second because his value is tied directly to his opportunity? Sure, I think I, and it, I assume he's not a plus defender either. No, negative so, two point two defender war. So I mean that's that's not good. They don't have. I mean, I kind of look at this and think like most serviceable for anyone that we've talked about already might be better in this slot than him. Yeah, <laughs> this is kind of weird. I I was you know I was looking at this in the first place and looking just at that from a pure fantasy perspective. That runs number, that RBI number, that's fine. There's a little bit excited about the fact that you got him, you know, the 15th first baseman off the board. But now that we've talked about it, I'm increasingly less excited about this. Yeah, I, I think that there's there's a lot of concern. I think that again, if he's your number, if he's your first baseman, get someone better. If he <laughs> is your uh, corner infielder, I guess even that maybe I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about long term. Um, he should really kind of be your spot, spot your spot start. First yeah. baseman and backup corner infielder. Yep. He could really fall off. There are a couple of guys that we haven't talked about yet who mm-hmm. are out there who might be who might be more interesting. 
Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I agree with that. So Ty France, in terms of actionable things for fantasy, you got to watch if he starts to falter from that batting spot. If they show, if they show any cracks in moving him around, <laughs> you got to. You're not going to unload him though. That's the thing. I don't think that anyone's going. He doesn't have a name recognition. No, but you got him for be... cheap. You got him for cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fine. What I mean, what you can't, you can't expect that much for what you got. How you got him? No. If I. So if I, I kind of want to over under you on like his position in the batting order, but <laughs> that's a hard metric. Um, looking at this, he got 20 home runs last year. Um, he's not on pace for that this year. Does he crack his 18 total from 2021? No, I don't think so. I I don't think so either. So what, I'm trying to find a compelling one that we're going to split on. Um I think we could try to runs. I think the best way sure. to get at his batting order position is his runs total. So you give me a runs number that he is on pace for 94 runs. Well, he's not going to get 94. I mean, let's say, so his high water mark in runs is 85. I think he can get, I think he can get that many. If I said 85.5, where do you, what do you do? I'll inch it up because I think I'm going to be higher than you. Would you take, would you take the over on 88? 88 as a push. Yeah. Okay, I'll take the under on that. I it does really feel like mid mid eighties is exactly where he's gonna lie because so his on pace number ninety four seems a little bit low for the number two in a decent <laughs> in a, uh, offense, which yeah is kind of why Ty France shouldn't be there. So if they <laughs> realize that, how how much of the season before they realize that and make the change is it? <laughs> well, it's not, but they they have to trade right because they don't have anybody else. They don't have an obvious. I mean, unless Colton Wong suddenly picks up, they don't have anyone on the team who can take that spot. Yeah, they already have J.P. Crawford up there. Kalenic, they really want to have batting after Julio. Yeah. And Te what, Teoscar. He's not. A, he's not a number two though. I mean, you could you could re you could reconfigure the whole lineup to Crawford, Julio, Teoscar, Kalenic. I think. I mean. That's I, he, how do you? You would really love to have Julio back in one or two. Well, I I actually don't mind him batting three. I mean, he's he's hit way more home runs out of the three spot. Than three he is did better lead than off. four, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want him second, though. I think you're right. I think I you do. want Julio second. I think they want him second. I mean, <laughs> you don't. I don't know. You you. I agree. The Tasker owners are screaming to get Tasker into the top five, right? <laughs> yeah, and they're they're. Yeah, probably screaming about Ty France. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who are we doing next week? We're talking about Josh Bell, our old friend. All right. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, where's luck to you, buddy? Where's the luck to you, too? Yeah!